0: Talk live.
1: Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Who uh who let this guy drive tonight? (laughs) Nobody. Nobody let me drive? Well, thanks, nobody. (laughs) It's awfully kind of you to consider it. Nobody cares. Playing the part of Ian Freeman tonight will be the Reverend Captain Kickass. <laughs> nobody
2: <laughs> nobody deserves to tell you whether you have a job or not.
1: Yes he does. Mm. He does. <laughs> uh the telephone number if you want to participate in tonight's program 603-283-6160 again 603-283-6160 phone lines are open in the studio tonight it is myself the lord dr reverend captain kickass joining me
0: the nobody formerly known as rich paul
1: and peakless mountaineer and uh, you've got the short name i know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but in ways it's more complex mm, uh, mm. there is right. that you know if if you ponder peakless mountaineer for a while you're like wait a minute i mean
2: the first mm. the first part of that is a word that literally no one uses yes peakless mm. yeah whereas the elements of your name are all familiar right and mine are more
1: of like a pastiche i'm making fun of people with many titles uh, essentially i also think it's comical right so you know i i do parody songs i fancy myself a comedian i've positioned myself as as such on the internet and in other places and
0: so people are like oh you're a funny guy <laughs> so yeah. i'm still waiting for that rendition of i am nobody yeah
1: I don't know if Ozzy Osbourne's in my vocal range. <laughs> I've I've covered, I think I've sung one Ozzy song, but poorly, because you know I I have a much lower register. I I've only got like maybe three octaves of range. Maybe uh, I like to stick within two octaves. But there's singers out in the world. They're like I have eight octaves, and I'm like wow, I, you know, I don't know what you did to. And did you have to all use all talent? of them in this song? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, generally speaking so anyway i gotta use them yeah yeah i mean talent is talent right so don't hold back if you have talent go ahead and use it
2: i can uh, just see how that would be frustrating when you're trying to parody someone
1: yeah it's uh it makes it difficult certain songs are easier than others and other songs i'll i'll go out and i'll get like guests guest vocalists like uh the one I did, it's a parody of Temple of the Dog's Hunger Strike. Hmm. Temple of the Dog, for those of you who don't know, was a combination of two Seattle grunge bands, uh, Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Uh, several hmm. members of each band got together and did this one-off disc as a, we'll call it a super group, I guess, called Temple of the Dog. They released a song called Hunger Strike. Which everybody just hears uh, the the chorus is, I'm going hungry. All right, something like that. I changed that into, I changed that into, I'm doing laundry. (laughs) And it's a vocal duet between uh, Chris Cornell and Eddie Vetter. Cornell being the the guy with the like eight octave range. I don't know how many octaves he actually had, but uh, Eddie Vetter was the more like me. He's more of the two, maybe three octave range. Uh, so I did the Eddie Vedder parts, and then my friend Steve, uh, out in Seattle, did the Chris Cornell parts.
2: But did you pretend that my baby's in love with you? No, I did not. Because as you well know, my baby's in love with Eddie Vedder. Yes, thank you, weirdo. <laughs> I do want to say the
1: irony of doing uh, parodying the Temple of the Dog Hunger Strike into I'm Doing Laundry right which is just I'm
2: doing laundry. Yeah,
1: you get it. Uh, you can find that over at reverendcaptainkickass.com there's a link to my parody music and some other stuff I do.
0: Okay, and another one that needs to be done is uh something that rage against the machine did. <laughs> cooperate to with the indicate machine, indicate that they are now raging on behalf of the machine. Indeed, mm-hmm.
2: indeed. So I yeah, know I had a buddy telling me about this amazing punk show with all these great bands and like Black Flag and I'm like yeah. They're all wearing yeah. masks. They're all yeah. vaccinated, requiring people to be vaccinated at their shows and yeah. things of that nature. You know, all those punk bands telling me to listen to the government. <laughs>
1: mm. Uh what one thing that COVID did do, and I'll get back to the irony because I, I didn't finish and my statement. When
0: did leftists get rid of all their uh all their uh question authority stickers? They used to have those. Yeah, they uh, did. Apparently COVID. Right?
2: That that is the time that no, I trace.
0: It's, it's it's been happening for a few more years than that.
2: Okay. Well, I think a major part of the turning point was about 2016. So, like, that was the point where you had this sort of uh newcomer to the the political field, more or less, who they hated because he's an obnoxious mm-hmm. prick. And at that point, he they're like, you know, prick. maybe uh, the although... establishment isn't so bad because <laughs> it's not this guy. Uh, no, I mean, although... for all its flaws, it kept us from having this guy in power. See. The thing
0: is, my response to that has been the opposite. If Trump runs again, I may vote for him, wow. just because I was so, so horrified. Nobody loves Trump. But oh, God, no, God, no. Um, but uh, nobody loves voting. I, nobody <laughs> hates. The uh, the the behavior he has seen out of the leftists mm, for the uh, last I, eight years. Nobody is disgusted, uh, uh, just I horrified. Agree. I well,
2: agree with I, your disgust and horrification. I think an, another major turning point was uh, with Obama. So, I mean, with Obama, you had like an unquestionable president, because if you question him, obviously, the only reason you could possibly do that is on account of his race. Therefore, uh, like you Walter had, Williams, yeah. So you had his uh, his whole two terms, <laughs> where where you could not question the wars, you could not question the government, you could not question authority. If you you know cared about anti racism, so I mean they just it, they atrophied that that ability.
1: All right, real quick before I lose the thought, I mentioned that there was an irony in doing this parody song that I did of Temple of the Dog, The Hunger Strike, into I'm doing laundry. Uh, and it was that I covered the Eddie Vedder parts. My friend Steve out in Seattle covered the Chris Cornell parts. Steve actually fronts a Pearl Jam tribute band called Washed in Black. He's a fantastic vocalist, and uh, I was able to employ him for this one parody song. So he actually goes out on a regular basis singing Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you do the math. I was told is he Vedder be at it. He is much better than I am. Yes, much, much more better. Much it's. He does a better much job. Much better. He does a better job than I than I do. Mm. But uh, there was one time. Better and I'm does the better, better keep
0: him in the chatter?
1: I I don't know. There was one time <laughs> when I went to go see his Pearl Jam band uh, play live, and uh, before they went on, I bought him a, a shot of Jameson or whatever, and he said, "Hey, if uh, if the band is down, do you want to get up and sing the parody and like?" I was already intoxicated myself, <laughs> and I, you know, my gut reaction was like hell yeah, but then like my better judgment kicked in, and I'm like, ah, that would probably you be have a that bad when you're idea. drunk. I, I, yeah,
0: I, was I was gonna mean, say this that. one time,
2: <laughs> this one time, right? Uh, See, this, this took a sudden turn on me, like what I thought is, well. I was drinking a little at the time, so yeah. I was like hell no, yeah. It, it
1: went the other way. I'm I'm a little uh. uh Less likely to hit the right notes uh, after imbibing, well, Jameson
2: specifically. Well, it is a neurosuppressant, and that is some detailed neurological work.
0: Alcohol doesn't make me smarter. Most of the stories that start with, I was drinking a little, end up with me naked on the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're saying
2: that's not the smart thing to do? Man, I got to change my life plan.
0: Not if you look like me. If you're, you know, pretty twenty-three-year-old girl, you can make a fortune. Yeah, a you're a pretty twenty-three-year-old girl.
1: You got a gray beard. I mean, that's sort of weird.
0: Are you questioning my sexual? Uh, my, my? Are you um, assuming his gender? I'm,
2: I'm merely asking a slash question. age. Yeah. I identify as a pretty twenty-three-year-old. Thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. And and if you don't send me money on OnlyFans, you're transphobic. <laughs>
2: you've, you've
0: gotten OnlyFans. No, but I'll get one if somebody's going to send me money.
2: It occurs As soon as I get anyone to buy this argument, I will. It there occurs to go.
1: me that we should probably begin the program now that the first segment is almost over. Have we
0: not started? We have, yes. I thought we were doing it. Well, we <laughs> are. Good God, what have we been doing all
1: this time? <laughs> We've been, I don't know, carrying yes, on.
0: Yes. Carry I, it occurs on to my me, wayward, It occurs to me that
1: this is the most bearded edition of the Saturday <laughs> Night Free Talk Live. Ever. Coming up. What is the Great Red Migration? More free talk lives on the way. Yes, thank you for tuning in and listening to Free Talk Live and joining us on this Saturday Night Edition. We're here for the next almost three hours, and we're going to be talking about all sorts of fun things, including what is the Great Red Migration? We'll get into that in in a bit. Real quickly, uh, a couple of people... Isn't
0: that when they flee the Soviet Union?
1: I, it could be a bunch of things if you let your imagination sort of take that away. It could be like uh, somebody running away from lava,
3: like <laughs> <laughs> red lava. migration.
1: You know, um, it could be people running towards a huge forest fire.
2: I don't think that's hmm. how that works. No, okay. no, all right. Uh, real no, quick, Well, they
0: use prisoners for that, so they don't have any choice. There's a couple
1: people. Although, if you
2: wanted to describe the spread of a forest fire, it could be that.
1: There's a couple of people in the chat room. Somebody says, "Hello, Pope." Nobody. Hi. Uh, somebody else says, "Where is everyone?"
2: Uh, we're here, and Ex- you're here. Nobody's so. here. Are you still a pope? Like, do you do you keep that um, title after having uh, given given well, the reins to me?
0: Technically, I'm Pope Emeritus, okay, but uh, gotcha. you know, it's like people still call my dad Dean, and he's like 95 and retired.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I just wanted to point out, my church, all mine. It is now the it is now headed by uh, Pope Hereticus the first.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true.
2: And as such, uh, we we have been uh, adding new uh, 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 estimated prophets. Really?
0: really? Oh yeah, well, yeah. We p h e t u s. Let's hear some well, uh, church talk. Um, what most, you got?
2: Most notably, Welcome Jesus. Welcome to church chat. Groovy, groovy. Yeah, Jesus was not on the list, and I definitely estimate him a prophet. Okay. I mean there's a lot that he said that is one hundred percent in line with the uh the Church of the Invisible Hand. But how, yeah. how well how how I'll just assume
0: that, that, that where where he spoke where, where he where he didn't he was just misquoted.
2: Yeah, sounds how, about right. Um- profitable are profits? How profitable are profits? Yes. Oh, we're
0: still estimating the profits. What's the well, profit margin
2: well, on profits? <laughs> well, since the purpose of a profit is to show up and say, you are screwing up in the following ways. it And seems hopefully to me,
0: you'll profit by
2: it. Indeed. Seems to me like uh, if you start trying socialism, when a guy shows up and gives you, you know, here's how these are the rules of reality and you are believing that they don't exist. and I cannot change happen. the laws
0: of economics, Captain. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly, and so in that case, uh, your profit makes you a lot of profit let's if you see, listen to him.
1: Let's see mm. if uh, we have a caller. His name is Tom. He's calling from New Hampshire. Let's see if he is a prophet. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom.
4: Can you hear me? Hey, there, there you we are. go. Good. Uh-huh. Now, I had to hit now, a button. It's about. It's about the uh, the abortion case that was a big news story. The oh, if you need an abortion,
0: race, just uh, take the vaccine.
4: <laughs> no, no, she's got the, the abortion case where the 10-year-old rape victim who lived in Ohio oh, I
0: heard about
1: was this. taken
4: to Indiana to have her baby murdered there. And there's all, all this stuff about why couldn't she just get it done in Ohio. And the libertarians need to look at this angle of what the Ohio legislature can do to go further uh, and also uh, protect as many babies as they can.
0: Do you okay, believe say, in DNA? What,
4: uh, yes. I, I, I want to mm-hmm. bring, bring something up here. Let's uh, say uh, there's I'm a pregnant 8th grader, grader at Winchester at Driver Middle School in Winchester, Indiana, and her parents want to make her have an abortion. And so they're going to... So here's the thing. Tomorrow you're not going to school. Tomorrow you're going straight to the abortion clinic. In this house you're going to do as you're told. And she doesn't have all the answers herself. She's in eighth grade, but she does know that she doesn't want her baby to be murdered. So, well, it just so happens that that day—wait,
1: wait, wait—are wait. you saying she... that that uh, the, the parents are uh, took the the girl to another state to have the abortion against her will? I don't know that.
4: Oh, but I'm saying it here's it in the opposite direction. Let's say a, an eighth grader at driver middle school in winchester indiana doesn't want to have the abortion and it just so happens that she's on the school volleyball team and they happen to have a game going uh that evening and so there she gets on the bus and the bus goes to union county college corner school where they're going to be playing volleyball and she gets off the bus and walks into the gym and when she walks halfway across the gym she just crossed that all-important line on the map that means so much to bureaucrats. She just entered the state of Ohio, and right. now she seeks the political asylum under Ohio's laws. And they, uh, Child Protective Services in Ohio can say, oh, well, instead of recognizing your parents' jurisdiction in, because you're an Indiana resident— you are in the state of Ohio, and we will grant you political asylum under Ohio laws, and these Indiana bureaucrats can rant and rave all they Does want. Does
0: Ohio law grant less authority to parents? Um, no. Because I can. don't, I th- I think, I mean, d- depending on the age, if she knew what was going on, I I can't imagine a doctor doing a procedure on somebody who said no i'm not doing this i mean it does happen doctors participate in executions but uh yeah, I, I don't know it seems seems like that what, would what be i'm a pretty is, rare this, this deal
2: is,
4: this is what the libertarians can push for is changing the ohio laws so that ohio asserts jurisdiction over the pregnant mm. girl who doesn't want to have an abortion regardless of whether she's from Lives in Ohio, or just happened to stumble into it. Oh, the I completely yeah, disagree.
0: See, I I'm in New Hampshire because the la- the rest of the country is a lost cause. So, trying to get me to care about anything outside of New Hampshire in a way that doesn't involve it moving it inside of New Hampshire is, yeah, wow. no. I'd like to yet.
2: I'd like to offer a counter uh, a They've counter proposal. They've got all
0: kinds of screwy laws in Saudi Arabia. I care not at all, and I'm certainly not going to war. Are with them.
2: Let's, right. Let's hear your comment. so. Uh, my counterproposal is this: How about we libertarians push for uh, a market in courts uh, for voluntary court systems that compete with each other to give us the service of justice? Because if we yeah, have like
4: arbitration,
2: yeah, exactly, like arbitration like arbitration, theory. but uh, but eliminating the state's monopoly on the use of force in uh, court procedures so if I decide of my own free will that I'm going to be governed by this court system instead of that court system then I can appeal to these rules instead of those rules now that might be such a thing as I believe in the court system that says that human life starts at first breath or I believe in the court system that says a human life starts at conception now the problem with that one is you're not even trying this as a murder case which if you're going to consider that a, a an independent human being then this is a question of, like, oh, well, you uh, broke this statue. No, this is a murder case, or it isn't.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is or it isn't, but at the same time, it's it's something that's taking place inside somebody else's family and inside somebody else's body. So, like, I don't have jurisdiction to go peering up in your cooch to see what's going on in there and to see if there is anything not there today that was there yesterday.
1: Hey, thanks for the call time. We appreciate it. <laughs> 603-283-6160. I'm with you, Peekless. Let's have a market for justice. I'm just making weird noises into the microphone. You know, what's really funny is when nobody is not here, nobody is still here. Mm. It's you, true. And nobody though, cares. Yeah, and nobody cares. Even though nobody is both here and nobody is like Schrödinger's human. He's both here and not here simultaneously. Yeah, that's true.
0: It's true. Because when I'm not here, nobody is.
1: <laughs> and when you are here, nobody is. It's true. Yes. Six zero three. Hang on, hang Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I just had to get the number out there. Go ahead. Okay. So it's you're actually you're like the, a dog scratching.
0: Like I had to get that out at that moment. Yes.
2: <laughs> I, was, I was holding in this 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 phone number. It, it's got to come out. <laughs> Better out than in, right?
1: I also should tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. When you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you're already knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news all on a slick and easy-to-use website. Visit Bitcoin.com.
0: And contrary to popular belief, that knowledge becomes more valuable when the price is low because there's more potential to it.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, everything that I'm seeing, like, if we're not at the bottom, we are getting there soon. And, I mean, when it's close to the bottom-ish is when you should be putting a little in, put a little in, put a little in. Because that's when it's cheap, and that's when it's going to be, when you're going to make the best profit.
0: Dollar averaging is a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: dollar cost averaging is certainly, uh, in my opinion, it's an opinion, uh, the best strategy for investing in cryptocurrency, if that's what you are attempting to do. Uh, I am a little more than an investor, and that is I want to see it be adopted uh, as a currency. And thankfully, I live in Keene, New Hampshire, where there are several businesses that accept not only cryptocurrency, but also things like Goldbacks, alternatives to the Federal Reserve's USD, which has done nothing but lose money, uh longer than i've been alive it's i read something the other day that uh something like let's
0: put our money in an investment that never goes
1: up right something like <laughs> something like a, a dollar today buys what a penny would be would be able to buy 50 years ago something like that
0: uh actually it's uh about 100 l- last last i heard um and and these are old numbers these are like 3 years old um, but at that point, it had lost ninety four percent of its uh, yeah. of its buying power since they instituted the uh, Federal Reserve nineteen
1: thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yep,
0: and that was uh, calculated just by taking the cost of the price of gold.
1: Right, right. Uh, what's funny about gold, uh, and this one's old too. You might recognize it. Uh, uh, back in the day, because around, I'm old, around 1930. Well, you're not that old. You were born <laughs> in 1913. Uh, back in the day, a you know one ounce round of silver used to be enough to buy you like a really nice suit. You know, mm-hmm. if you had a formal occasion and you needed to go buy a suit, well, one gold coin would do that for you. And weirdly, today. One ounce gold coin is about enough. Like, if you want to go to the men's warehouse, get yourself a really nice suit, you can do it for that price. Yeah, not an ounce just of that for but a if meal you and look- uh,
2: an ounce of gold for a suit. Yep. Yeah,
0: not just that, but if you. Uh, Look back at the uh, at the old Roman Empire, I, I ran across this in an economics book, mm-hmm. a one ounce gold coin was enough to buy you, a fine toga, a leather belt, and a pair of sandals, which is about what you're going to get in the modern equivalent today.
1: Are you proposing we have
2: a toga party? <laughs> toga! 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 No toga for peakless? It's, it's in my heart. Okay.
1: Right.
2: I... Nobody Deep I, down. Nobody I am I. always you going toga, to see a surgeon. toga. Okay. Hmm?
0: You might need to see a surgeon <laughs> like to get the toga out of my my, uh, cutting my arteries. Cutting for the very first time. <laughs> I was
1: thinking maybe Mr. Mountaineer had not seen the movie Animal House.
2: Is there anyone who hasn't seen that movie? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I, don't they show that in the womb these days?
0: <laughs> now, now, a lot of people just get out of there. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's like part of
2: the collective consciousness at this point.
1: It was, it was so packed, there was no standing womb.
0: <laughs>
2: hmm. I got womb jokes.
0: Yeah. Is there womb for one more?
2: Uh, there's womb for a first joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. Once you've had a cesarean, it's a womb with a view. <laughs> I, I can see you peering
1: into that joke very steadily. <laughs> what is the great red wave Thank or the great red not wave migration? What is that? Well, according to the Epoch Times, and that's E P O C H, not E P I C. It might be pronounced epoch. I'm not sure, but uh, apparently, more companies are joining the great migration to red states. Amidst predictions of a political red wave in the upcoming midterm elections, an economic wave has been building for years with no end in sight as companies flood out of blue states and into red states as a result of its political division. What, they don't want to have half their earnings stolen? Yeah, weird, right? Like, wow, why would they not want that? Uh, America appears to now be dividing itself into prosperous, high-growth states and states that are suffering a chronic decline, but Democrat-run states believe their abortion policies could be a key factor in attracting companies back. I don't understand that logic of thinking. How would abortion policies draw companies back to blue states? Mm, that, well, that you know, you want you to want to
0: keep your keep your workers on the job, not mining rug, uh, rug rats. So uh, you know if you. <laughs> definitely better
2: for definitely better for the corporation and bad for society now i will say that those policies might cause a a blue migration in response i doubt it because all of the blue states are failing
0: now the the thing that i'm curious about though uh, do you think that the people who do choose abortions are identical to the two people who do not
1: uh, po- no. politically i i, I would have to assume that political uh, leanings would vary amongst those both pro and anti-abortion.
2: I mean, well, there I is guess, there is a strong tendency for the pro-abortion to be on the political left and the uh, anti-abortion to be on the political right. Yeah, let's go but with what, some, what color
1: would the pro-abortionists be? Red uh, or blue? Blue. blue? Blue. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so you know the the I mean, if a bunch of socialists are getting abortions. I mean, uh, from my point of view, I would rather have them abort their kids and have their kids, uh, you know, come grow up and redistribute my property. I'll um, tell you why you're <laughs> wrong, though. Mm. I
2: mean, given given
0: my parents were straight up liberal, so things do depend, although I was adopted.
2: And even then, I mean, given the, the value that you stated there. So the fact that abortions are readily available all the time leads to a much higher promiscuity among socialists. So, well, within I, that, I mean, that higher rate of I've promiscuity... I've always been in favor of promiscuity. Well, uh, a lot of uh, unprotected sex, a lot of uh, uh, sex when you maybe thought it was not the best idea anyway, but uh, let's go is ahead. Is the same true, comes to worse, I can always get an abortion later. Is the same true with contraception? I've hmm?
0: never had that thought
1: Does
2: before, having the sex. The
1: availability of contraception, you can get it anywhere, at any time... Does that also ring true for what you're saying about abortion? Because it's
2: readily available, it leads to more promiscuity. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, wide availability of uh, of reliable contraception uh, led to an. Ext- I mean, it, it basically was the foundation of the uh, the the sexual revolution. Sexual revolution. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. the availability oh, okay. of I thought that was like the market response. Because all of a sudden,
0: you're not a slave to your uterus. You can actually make a decision. It makes sense to have a child, or it does not make sense to have a child. And sometimes it doesn't.
1: Maybe I'm thinking that that's just when the innovation spiked was around the, the sexual revolution. 603 More Free Talk Live is next. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's edition of Beard Talk Live. I mean, free talk live. (laughs) We are a live call-in radio program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is on your mind. The telephone number here in the studio is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass, joining me, the Nobody formerly known as Rich Paul, and Peakless Mountaineer. Uh, we we were talking during the break uh, that you know Beard Talk Live might need to become a thing, much like She Talk Live. Yes, right? but only the most bearded of us are on the show, mm. which just happens to be tonight. So hopefully, we can make that happen again in the future. I'm glad you guys are here. We've been talking about this. Maybe we can get a clam to join us. Only if it has a beard. (laughs) Uh, We've been talking about this article uh, from the Epoch Times about... The Epoxy Times? uh, No, uh, uh, those stories really stick. They do, they do. Uh, More companies joined the great migration to red states, which... I mean we can you know go a little bit into this article there's not much more to say other than that is a thing and that's what's happening businesses are moving uh, from democratic states to more republican states uh, in order to save on their tax liabilities, is my understanding of, of how this works.
0: Well, that and be able to actually produce things, because, you know, people get regulated out of existence. Every hour you spend with some idiot bureaucrat who knows nothing about your business, but is nonetheless going to tell you how to run it, is an hour you can't spend
2: doing something useful. And I I would say that the, the new wave that we're seeing, because I mean, as far as going to red states, because you can keep more money and make more money and they're not, you know, complete failures economically, that's been true for decades. But going to what I think is driving this red wave of migration is the covid regime. Like, people were in these oh, states that had these unbelievable, tyrannical lockdowns. And, I mean, uh, so, like, uh, while we were at uh, at ForkFest, you covered a, a a survey about, like, uh, 44% of Americans believe we uh, might be headed to Civil War. And, uh, right? mm-hmm. and uh, oh, it was 30, uh, 28% something. But, like, uh, one of the things about that is, like, over 50% of people see the current government as tyrannical. Oh, like, yeah. We have passed the halfway point on that. So, I mean... Uh,
0: Which, I, I got to congratulate them on their finally developed right? ability to observe the obvious. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we've glad, only, glad you noticed. We've
1: only been yelling and screaming, it's a tyrannical regime, like, I don't know, uh, for me, it's uh, I've been on this show for three years, and I did a, a little podcast before that well, that was yeah, the same and thing. Just frankly, think about their sales much.
0: pitch. Think about their sales pitch. We're going to be your security company. And if you don't make us your security company, then we're going to become your landlord. And we're even worse as a landlord than we are as a security company. And only So you might food. as well just buy the security you don't want instead of getting the whole package you don't want. Mm. Um, you know, I, I mean, that's straight out of the mafia. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I
1: use this. Many times to describe to people what a horrible idea
0: statism is. We're going to be your security provider. But when people are killing your children, we're going to gather outside the school and protect the killer from the irate parents. That will be our purpose. And all of those monsters should be indicted as co-conspirators be, uh, and, 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 and uh, accessories before, during, and after the fact. Because they were literally providing that killer with security yep. to make sure nobody stopped him.
2: Yeah. Sure enough.
0: Ah! Tell us how you really feel. I'm grumpy about that. Yeah, I
1: I mean and everybody should be. I don't even be. like kids. <laughs> everybody should be. And I yeah, I have no kids either, but to to see that and then to of course, you know, we bring it up all the time that the, the federal courts have ruled again and again and again and again that police have no duty to protect you or your children. Uh, none. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Yeah. So, take so they can force you to
0: buy a product you don't want and then they don't have to deliver it.
2: Yeah, right. We had a caller shortly after that that was saying, you know, they really ought to legalize those uh, armor piercing rounds, you know, so I can stop someone who's trying to stop me from saving my children from a killer. Yes, he had a point. Yes,
0: they should all be indicted as 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 uh, as accessories.
2: Yes, they are accessories to murder. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Uh, back to the epic times. There is, a or great, you know, they could just turn up in a ditch. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> there, there
1: is a great migration going on, and I expect it to accelerate. Says Glenn Hammer. Uh, I guess that's it. Or Hamer, I guess it's one M. Stop.
0: It's hammer time. Hammer time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, President of the Texas
0: Association of Business. I used to work for a building contractor, and every time he needed a tool, he'd be like, stop, it's wrench time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: When the Caterpillars and the Elon Musks relocate, it's an advertisement to the entire country and the entire world, that something positive is going on in that state. Does uh, he raise caterpillars? Uh, Caterpillar, the tractor manufacturer.
0: Oh, oh okay. I, 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 gotcha. John Deere is not like,
1: you know, half man, half deer. <laughs> I,
0: I, I just had this image <laughs> of Elon Musk sure. migrating, and what does he take with us, this colony of caterpillars?
1: <laughs> if, if Musk migrates, is he grating? I didn't know hmm. that caterpillars had Musk. I need to brush
2: up on my biology new caterpillar by odion <laughs> it's got real bits of caterpillar in it so you know it's good yeah one of the things for me about this whole migration that's uh, a weird overlap because like at the moment at the moment the the political right the republicans and that sort of thing are are less authoritarian so i know that a lot of the people who are moving to these red states are also less authoritarian
0: well, according to a 2022 survey, but Republicans of, are just authoritarian
2: light. They are oh, it, they're it goes back and forth. Freedom. It goes back and forth 20 years yeah. ago when they were doing uh, like right uh, right around 9/11 and let's start a million wars, uh, the authorization for the use of military for, or of uh, uh, military force, the yeah. Patriot Act. I mean, believe me, they were yeah. they were not the uh libertarian During side the of
0: that. 60s, they were literally enslaving people and forcing oh, them yeah. to go murder people in Vietnam. Mm-hmm.
1: According to a 2022 survey of 700 CEOs, the top states for business are Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Arizona, and North Carolina. The worst were California, New York, Illinois, New Jersey, and Washington. Even companies like Apple, which did not move its headquarters to Texas, chose to establish its second largest campus for employees in Texas. Mm. So... You know, for a company that wants to appear to be loyal to the Bay Area, uh, they've built their second largest campus in one of the most business friendly
0: states. And yeah, i mean gates is a screaming leftist
2: yeah i i honestly feel sorry for a lot of the the, the libertarians that are moving to places like texas and uh, and florida because i think that a lot of them are going to be severely disappointed at how authoritarian that is and how authoritarian it becomes in the coming years because this is a pendulum it goes back and it goes forth and at this point we've we've pretty much hit peak madness on the left so it's going to start swinging back to the right and the right is going to become more authoritarian and more insane so a lot of those people who pulled roots up to go down to to texas and florida are going to have to pull roots up again you don't to think, move to somewhere like new hampshire you think the that's madness? that's actually a anti-authoritarian place
0: you think the madness is peakless yeah well i mean if texas ever did secede they'd institute the death penalty for smoking the sticky icky
2: that's true yeah yeah they probably would, and uh, now that I think it'd be worth the, I, I think it'd be worth the change because it would encourage California to secede. It would encourage us oh, yeah. to finally put through I, at least and the I'd option to secede. Because hopefully,
0: all the morons who support the war on drugs would go. They got the right idea and move down there. Get the hell away from me. I <laughs> firmly, I
1: firmly believe that the first state to secede from the union will starts the domino effect. Yes, I firmly believe that. No, maybe not the first, the second one though. It's like any social movement, they talk about the second man, right? The first mm. the first man who stands up, everybody sort of looks at him crazy when he's like, "Uh, hey, whatever we're doing here is wrong." Mm. Right? And everybody kind of looks at him crazy or whatever. Yeah, it's this, this amazing second guy, Yeah, like, But I've been uh, saying uh, that for a long
0: time.
2: Like this one man dancing all crazy and that, and like nothing happens, but then one other person goes and joins him, and then it's five people, and then it's 20 people, and right. then it's the whole crowd. So once one state goes, another state will go. Once
1: two states go, I think it's going to be a race to see who can secede who's going to be the last right and the, right. the loser gets well, i don't know a lump of cola, the I mean, they're going to be trying
0: to they're going to be trying to stick the losers with going and killing those who have seceded hour
1: number two of free talk live is coming up next
0: Free Talk Live
6: Our numero dos Dos, dos,
1: dos That's uh, two for those of you who don't speak Spanish Or uh, du if you're French not duh, but duh. I mean, uh right, uh, what is it with your I'm spy? That's two. What other languages
0: do I barely know? Tell someone you love them today, because life is short. But scream it at them in German because life is also terrifying and confusing. Six zero three two eight three
1: six one six zero 6160 is the phone number here. We're kicking off the second hour of tonight's Beard Talk Live. That's right, it's free talk live, but with more beard. There's this. Might be the maximum amount of beard that's ever been sitting at these three chairs
2: at this show. More beard than your ears have room for. Where the beard is
1: bared. Uh, Before we, no, let's just go right away. Let's go to, uh, we got Gigi calling from Charleston. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: Good evening, everybody. That was a riot. Before I go into my current event stick, that was a riot when Mark said uh, "Ich lieber mach. That's too goddamn funny. That
1: would be
0: uh,
2: <laughs> that would be peakless I'm mountaineer. Probably.
7: That would yeah,
1: be
2: peakless mountaineer. Somebody called me Ian earlier. You, you know, know I, I've been, I've been told Mark? that I'm almost exactly like you. So I mean, No, in the studio, oh. it's uh, the captain and the
1: economist. Who, who science, are you, maybe? I I know. Right? I'm nobody. <laughs> and then who are you? Peakless Mountaineer.
2: Peakless Mountaineer is the one who said that. Gigi.
7: Oh, okay. I beg your pardon. It, well, it, it's okay. Uh, uh, Mark ago, considers me
2: his replacement anyway.
7: Okay. A few weeks ago, uh, a gentleman who was a frequent caller, also from Charleston, he identifies himself as Robert. I uh, remember yeah. uh, the captain told him, "Please go online, read, and learn." Since Robert says he's a news junkie, with respect. Uh, regarding his naivete with Mm -hmm. protect and serve the police.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, his absolute refusal to believe that they have ever shot a dog.
7: That's right, that's right. Now we're hearing about the uh, African-American young man uh, from Ohio. How many goddamn bullets were in his body? Who was protecting and serving him?
1: Mm,
0: Yeah, they protected and served the crap out of (laughs) him.
2: Yeah, I've
7: they I've sure come to the
2: realization is, that when they say discreet. protect, they mean control. And when they say serve, discreet. they mean for dinner.
0: Well, they do protect and serve. They just don't protect and serve us. They protect and serve the our self-appointed masters. Oh, they serve and, us
2: up to their
7: owners. Yes. Well, I'd like to know why none of the alleged police officers, and there are many, why haven't they been put on leave without pay they're still oh, yeah. getting their paycheck
1: mm-hmm. well and supposedly mm-hmm. supposedly there exists uh, and I haven't seen it supposedly there exists uh, what are known as good apples within these police departments <laughs> and uh, it it is totally within the power of people wearing badges to improve their reputation. How might they do that, you might ask? Well, I keep telling them that the easiest way for them to improve their reputation is just simply stop enforcing laws with no victim. If there's no property damage and there's no person harmed, they need to just stop enforcing all those laws. Their it, their reputation will improve immediately.
0: Because okay, if you only arrest people who are hurting people, it won't bother
1: or city people. Or
7: county entity. You know
1: that. Uh, hang on. You guys are talking over each other. Go ahead, Gigi.
7: I apologize. Excuse me. That's okay. I didn't mean to to speak out of turn. My fault. Um, I get excited, but I didn't mean to be rude. I'm
0: so excited. We
7: know it's all about generating revenue for Mm -hmm. a police entity, Mm -hmm. city, county, and or state. It's a disgrace.
2: Yeah, you know, it's a great thing that we've got these people protecting us. Otherwise, there might be these people that just like crouched hiding in wait to steal our money from us. I've got
7: to tell you, gentlemen. That's exactly
2: what they do all of the time.
7: I grew up in a very affluent suburb of Miami. My father, when I was growing up for 15 years, God rest his soul, Daddy was a criminal court judge for the 11th Circuit in Miami, Florida, Mm -hmm. Miami-Dade County. My father drilled it into my head growing up. Never trust the police. Never let them look in your purse. Never
0: <laughs> let them
7: look in the house. Never let them in the house. Yep. I grew up petrified. If I got caught lying or doing something wrong, my mother would beat the crap out of me and my father would punish me up to the gazoo. Well,
2: I'm sorry That's to hear how about I grew that. Up. Yeah. No, I'm am very sorry to hear that uh, that uh, that the uh, that the boundaries in your household were enforced by violence is really mm. unfortunate.
7: Oh yes, I I would agree with that as well. Uh, but what I'm trying to emphasize is that uh, I learned as a young woman be cautious with police. Many, many weeks ago, the captain said when he got pulled over, he immediately gives his ID, leaves his hands on the wheel, and makes it very clear verbally, I will not answer any questions. That's what Daddy taught me.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen to that, and thank the you for the The first thing call, I Gigi. do is
0: pull out a camera and, and put an alert out on cell 411.
1: Thanks for the call, Gigi. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, in my and this isn't legal advice, I'm not an attorney or anything, but in my simization of things that I've learned, uh, there I can't point to one time in, in all of the articles that we've covered and all the history that we've covered and all the brilliance that we've had here on this show and all the different callers that we have, I can't find one time where somebody went to court, could have been helped had they just opened their mouth and started talking to police at the time the police showed up.
2: Well nope. I I will say that uh if it is a matter of uh being polite and cordial and you know appearing friendly it will sometimes get them to leave you alone. Yeah, I mean of course you want to okay, be friendly but I, you
1: want to say I'm sorry I'm sorry I don't yeah. answer
0: questions. The the one exception to that is when I carried a gun. Um the uh th- the best tactic I ever found with cops was when they walked up to the door Be like, yeah, I'm I'm carrying a pistol, and they'd be like, oh yeah, what kind, and and all of a sudden we're talking about guns, and uh, (laughs) yep, yep. But never talk to them about whatever it is that's going on in your life at the moment.
1: One of the things Gigi was talking about, like things she learned growing up. One of the things I learned relatively young was when the cops come to your door and you go to answer it you only open the door enough for you to get out and close the door behind you and talk to them outside do not open the door do actually not let them there's, put their foot there's in. a
0: better trick than that what you do is because they always come in pairs and so they'll they'll come to the door and they'll be like we only want to talk well how many of you are there Two. talk to each other
1: talk to each other
0: yeah. <laughs> carry on a conversation out there I'll yeah. be in here when when I when I was living next door, I used to if they came to the front door, I would go around out the back door, circle around behind them, and be like, "Can I yeah, help Yeah, you? you need to get off my property before before we have any words." <laughs> uh, interesting.
1: Did you learn anything? You know, like sort of cautious uh, how you approach police when you were young.
2: Oh, absolutely not. No, I, uh, unfortunately, my uh, my parents were. They were very strict believers in the idea that uh, all government authority is uh, uh, by God and therefore inherently good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah.
0: I mean, I can't get some get tenets of
2: religion are harder to buy than others, but, you well, know, that's... It's profoundly ironic because... Uh, these are people who worship a man who is best known for being executed by an empire who <laughs> believed that he was a threat to their power and by being too much of a leader.
0: And executed by the equivalent of police. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some, somebody Somebody assumed I was a Christian because I was arguing uh, the pro-gun uh, side of an argument. And he said, well, how many guns did Jesus have? And I said, not enough to prevent him from getting murdered by his government. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I thought maybe it was the, they're confusing you with Jesus because of the beard. <laughs>
0: well, that too.
1: And, you know, my obviously spiritual present 603-283-6160. That's the phone number if you want to join us. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live. Yeah! Yeah, you can join us by dialing 603-283-6160. And, uh, you know, get your voice heard on nationally syndicated radio, plus a whole bunch of internet streams and podcasts and even some satellite stations. We are Free Talk
0: Live. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. Vote for nobody because nobody knows how to live your life better than you do. And nobody should be telling you what to do.
2: And Peekless Mountaineer, who you can't vote for if you wanted to.
1: Peekless, you almost said not Mountaineer. What were you going to say? Huh? You you almost not didn't say. mm.
2: You
0: stumbled. Just washed your lips and you can't do a thing with them?
2: We're just. I, gonna... was, I was caught off guard by the sudden political campaign. <laughs> We're just gonna go to your calls and thoughts. We have a, a pirate. R. Arr! Arr!
1: Yeah.
5: Um. Oh, Ahoy. Oh, Captain.
1: Oh, it's Major Payne calling from Michigan. By the way.
5: <laughs> Why
1: are pirates so cool? You you are on free talk. Man. Cause they are. Oh, gosh. Arr. Hey, do Arr. you know? Do you know the the pirate alphabet? Pirate alphabet. Yeah, it's yeah. a. E, I, and, of course,
6: R. But anyway, yeah, they they were talking about pirate radio stations last night. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told the tale about the Mexican radio. And I thought that that song was actually written about these cats that had a pirate radio station along the Texas border. And it appears that I may have been the victim of an urban legend. Fake news.
0: Yeah, yeah, we kind of concluded that.
6: Well, pr- proof positive right there that even back in the 70s, spam came in and out of the can. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: Have you seen Spam Lite? Do you know that they make this? And I'm like, what is the point of that? Why would you want diet spam? As, because as it's as cheap as and high protein? Around,
6: I am my own pirate radio station, so <laughs> I thank you for that.
1: You, Groovy. you are
2: your own pirate radio station? Awesome. Arr. I would just like to ask, how did you do a... Uh, uh, how do you do a pirate uh, alphabet without the C?
1: Oh, my. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> all, all, that's the only missing letter
2: is the C. You <laughs> Can't
6: have a pirate without sure the might, C. I think that theory might be all wet. I'm not sure.
2: All right. it could
0: Anything else well today, Major? Be.
6: No. I'm but there's sure
0: no reason to get nice. salty about it. All right, well, nobody's
6: talking <laughs> over you anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, have
1: a good night, Major. Thanks for the call. Uh, Let's move right along to, let's see, I think we got Jerome calling from South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Yeah, I want to talk about racial profiling, you
1: know. um, Oh, I thought you were going to talk about cop versus cop.
5: Yeah, yeah, that that was racial profiling because it was a white policeman that racial profiled a black policeman, okay?
1: Wait, so the white policeman, wait, hang on, hang on. So the white policeman tried to arrest the black policeman because he was black?
5: He racially profiled him. He was, well, when they, they pulled him over, okay, he pulled him over. The white person pulled a black. He, he thought he was pulling over just a regular black driver. Okay. And when he went to talk to him, the man said, I'm a cop, you know. And he said he, he'd act like he didn't even care. You know, he kept at, the black cop kept asking the white cop, what did I do wrong? And he just goes, the, the white cop just goes around and around and around I'm going to arrest you. I'm going to arrest you. I'm going to, and he just goes around and around and around. He wouldn't tell him what he did wrong. I mean, and they almost came to blows. Okay, this is how angry the black. You, you don't are happen those.
2: to have names for these people, do you? So I can like look up what no, this situation was.
5: It, it happened a couple of years ago. Oh, and, you know, you talking to that lady, y'all? You know, You're talking. To, it kind of triggered my memory, you know, because hmm. I had never seen anything like that. But it was very eye-opening, you know, to see that black police, even if you're a black and you're a policeman, you can be racially profiled, okay? It can happen to you. you would an experienced prejudice. Well,
2: eventually he, I'm sure it came out that he was a policeman and therefore above the law. So I'm sh- pretty sure he didn't he end up with any himself, charges.
5: He identified himself as the policeman. Yeah, I can do arrest. that
2: too.
0: Yeah, see, my favorite uh, favorite cop story is up in Detroit. I come from Detroit. Up, up in Detroit, they had two gangs of undercover uh, cops. One was the buyer on the deal. The other was the seller on the deal. Neither one knew they were cops. They, they tried to arrest each other and ended up in a huge brawl.
2: <laughs> this was wow.
0: back in the
2: 90s. Yeah, I got to tell you, identifying yourself as a policeman doesn't mean much. Uh, I've interfered with a couple of men trying to pull a woman out of her car, and uh, believe me, they told me that they were cops. I didn't believe them, but they did tell me the, that.
5: I saw the story. I looked it up. I don't know if this was the story I saw, but there was one in Detroit where the black policeman was racially and profiled by a white policeman. It, it happened in 2019 in Detroit, Michigan. So, I mean... That was an experience. And ha- I still remember that. I said, Whoa. Hey, that could have ended up in gunfire or anything could have happened, you know. So,
1: Jerome, let's. If I, only
2: we were that lucky. I,
1: I have a question, though, because you, you've used the term repeatedly, racially profiled or racial profiling. What yeah. what happens when somebody racially profiles somebody else? What, what are the exact things? How do you know that, you know, this one cop racially profiled the other one? What, what things occurred?
5: Because he refused to tell them what he did wrong. He wouldn't tell them because the, the cop that was being pulled over, or was pulled, he kept asking them, what did you do? And he made up some flimsy charge to try to make Oh, gee, it, you know, that's never happened to me before.
0: Yeah, yeah, that happens to me all the time.
1: I, I got pulled over for uh, what turns out to be having a headlight out. One of my headlights had gone out. I got pulled over. And uh, I didn't pull over soon enough to this uh, female cop's uh, liking. And so... You know, she walks up to my door. I roll down the window, uh, and she goes, "How come you didn't pull over right away?" and And I said something along the lines of, "Well, safety," because I wanted to pull into a well lit area, a parking lot that had nice lights, and also somewhere where, if they were going to arrest me, I could leave my car without you know getting towed away. So I pulled into a very public parking lot of a of a nice grocery store, and so she just went on to lecture me about why, like, she will be the one who decides when it's safe for me to pull over, not me. I won't decide my own safety. She'll decide for me. And uh went on this tirade about it. And then, like, you know, she finished her tirade, and and, and I'm like, well, okay, Is the, you know, am I free to go? And she's like, I pulled you over because you had a headlight out. And I'm like, oh, do I? And I got out of the car, and I looked, and I'm like, hey, thanks. And she had already turned around to leave. So Mm. it was a comical ending to You know something These are people with guns though right I don't care what color they are What gender they are These are people with guns They got shiny badges And they think they're better than you
0: I used to have guns I didn't have any badges um, And I didn't think I was better than anybody
1: See the cop The black policeman was driving One of those unmarked
5: police cars And I think the white policeman said He pulled him over for some kind of License plate violation I said license plate violation On an unmarked police car Come on come on <laughs> i don't know how that
0: ended up you
5: know how it was resolved but the
0: wow. black was, it was really
1: angry i bet hey thanks yeah. for the call tonight jerome we appreciate
0: it I, I got one tip for you if you don't trust the police and anybody who does is a fool black guns matter Black
1: guns matter 603-283-6160 more of your calls and thoughts are coming up this is free talk live Welcome back, and thank you for listening to Free Talk Live. You can find out all about us over at freetalklive.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening in the studio. It's myself, nobody, and...
2: Beakless Mountaineer.
1: And even though nobody's not here, nobody is still here because nobody is in that chair.
2: He really is the opposite of Schrodinger's cat. When nobody's not there, he's still here, so nobody's always here.
1: I can't imagine the word Schrodinger in my head to pronounce it backwards, but I would try if I could. <laughs> anyway, moving right along, uh, I I had the opportunity to just sort of look at the Washington Post's article on Mister Walker's shooting, and uh, yeah, it's as heinous as you think it is. Uh, Forty six times this dude was shot um apparently unarmed so yeah you know why uh, did
0: you shoot everybody in the house
1: he was home a hail <laughs> a hail of bullets from people claiming to protect and serve uh, just mm. not you or or him so yeah. uh we can talk more about that but we also have some callers let's go to Olivia in Arizona Olivia you're on free talk live
8: Hey, I have a quote for Nobody that I haven't heard him use before, but I think he could get a lot of use out of. All right. It's a, a Henry David Thoreau quote, and it says, any fool can make a rule, and any fool will mind it.
0: Ah, yes, I like that. That is
1: great. Who would you say that was? Thoreau? Yep. Yes. Henry David Thoreau?
2: Mm, one of my
1: favorites. Right, what Indeed. do you think, Nobody? Are you going to incorporate that into your nobodyisms? I probably will. I probably will. <laughs> what else is on your mind, Olivia?
8: Um, I've been watching like prison videos since I have a prison pen pal, and something made me realize why we need guns. Um, So I was watching, you know, uh, it was something one of the the YouTubers said, and I realized, so you have thousands of of some of the hardest, baddest, toughest, most resourceful uh, criminal element in one place all together, And only a couple hundred, maybe, guards uh, keeping them from walking out the door. So what's stopping them, right?
1: Mm. It's just guns. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, and the other reason that the regular average person walking around planet Earth may want to possess a gun is to take personal responsibility for their own security. Mm. Uh, This is something that's, uh, you know, is key, I think, to being a freedom-oriented person. I don't care what title you give yourself, if you're anarchist, libertarian, voluntarist, or just, you know, none of the above, uh, taking personal responsibility for your own security seems to be a good idea, particularly because the courts keep ruling again and 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 again, and again that police have no duty to protect you. Or your children, or your families, or anybody else except for I—I I don't know who themselves, perhaps, and maybe the elite the politicians. Yes,
8: that's that's right. Um, all people have to do is look up Warren versus District of Columbia, or Deshaney versus. Uh, uh, it was Social Services Department of—I can't remember which county, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and my, I guess my point was is that. So it doesn't matter how tough you are, how strong you are. Like if somebody, if the government wanted to keep people uh, locked up or or under their thumb, all it would take was a few hundred people in a certain area with guns. And if you don't have one, you're doing what you're told. It doesn't matter really and much else, you know, Mm -hmm. and we see that with prisons. The only reason those guys do what they're told is because, you know, they can't. They cannot do it. Well, yeah. Overwhelming the,
0: force. the other thing that the government has is a worldwide network of people that will never, ever stop living, stop looking for you. And they'll steal as much of other people's money as it takes to do whatever they can to you. um you know but but the, the 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 other thing to keep in mind with prison and guns is you think you're going to be safe without guns how safe are they in prison where yeah. only the guards yeah. have guns right. uh you know there's a lot of people getting killed in prison
2: and, and I've heard rumors, I've heard guns. rumors there's rapes that go on unpunished in those places. It's true. And and drugs. There's drugs inside
1: prisons. So, like, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the one thing I do want to well, say. Well, nobody's going to
0: shoot the drugs anyway. You
1: are? You are? <laughs> you are? <laughs> Sorry. I didn't a, do it. That was a nobody joke. Uh, the one thing I want to say about uh, people who claim to be anti gun Right, these are people who are like, oh, we don't, we want to ban on assault weapons, or we don't, we want it to be super illegal for you to own a gun. They're not really anti-gun. They're just anti-you having a gun. What they're pro-gun because they only want government to have the guns. They're pro-gun, very pro-gun, and they want government to pull those guns out and point them at you because you want to take personal responsibility for your own security, and none of that makes sense. And I just imagine that if
2: you are a member of an organization that has outright murdered this many people, maybe you don't qualify for gun ownership. Yeah, I mean, Joe
0: Biden says mentally ill people shouldn't have guns. This coming from a senile child molester who has his finger on the nuclear button. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. The first person we should disarm is. Is you. <laughs> hey, Olivia,
2: oh, thanks for the call. Uh, before we, before we it. run oh. off, oh. I, I, I wanted to uh, match quote for quote on uh, Henry David Thoreau. Uh, m- one of my favorites is, uh, wherever you may seek solitude, men will ferret you out and compel you to belong to their desperate company of odd fellows. <laughs>
8: Ooh, that's a good one. Those were all excellent points, and I love that quote.
2: Mm. Hey, thanks for the call, Olivia. We
1: appreciate it. Peace. Um, I, I just... It should be, I, I know that it's military tactics 101, right? Uh, one of the first things that you get taught as far as like strat military strategy. Have a is, gun. Is that it, the, <laughs> the most difficult place to conquer is a heavily armed population. Right. And so, if your government really was about protecting you or some geographic area that they've drawn on a map or whatever it is, they would almost do the opposite of what they're doing. They would they would probably start handing weapons out to the population
2: if they were
0: oh, really you mean like they did. They're Ukraine serious now? about defending the Ukraine, and they're not serious about defending America.
2: Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, and I mean, there's a reason that up until fairly recently, Switzerland was the neutral country of the world. And there's a reason they got away with not having these alliances of, oh, well, if you attack me, that means all these people are at war with you, too. And the reason is because they had a heavily armed population. It's really that simple. I mean, people are like, well, you can't defend yourself against the government unless you have F-15s and tanks and nuclear submarines. It's like Tell that to the Taliban, the Viet
0: Cong.
2: (laughs) Precisely my point. There are plenty of places where they were uh, underarmed by those comparisons. But the fact that they had some amount of armament and a willing population to fight off the imperial oppressors that were trying to dominate them into subservience meant that they could.
0: It, it helps if you have cast iron testicles, too. Doesn't hurt. I, I don't think I would ever want to put mine into
1: <laughs> well, something that casts them in
2: well, iron. And I mean, that is one thing that like really disappointed me about Texas. I mean, they, they talk real big about, oh, yeah, we got the gun the shotgun in the back of the, the pickup. But when it comes down to, yeah, you're not allowed to go to church anymore because there's a flu. Turns right. out, no one has the spine to stand up against someone telling them what to do.
0: Well, their gun laws are also pretty bad. They were the, New, New Hampshire is way better yeah. in terms of gun freedom yeah, it's than an undeserved Texas reputation. has ever been. 603-283-6160. That's the telephone
1: number here. We'll get more of your calls and more free talk live. Coming up, it's the Saturday Night Edition. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul, and Peakless Mountaineer. Do you really want liberty in your lifetime? I do. I know I do. Oh, yeah. Later this year, Mark Edge of Free Talk Live is speaking at Free Cities Foundation's annual conference, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It's going to be held in the beautiful city of Prague, October 21st through the 23rd, and it showcases autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. The conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress, and will explore physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance, that offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in their future. Free Private Cities is offering all Free Talk Live listeners a special 20% discount on tickets, which can be claimed on checkout using the promo code FTL20. That's FTL20. To find out more about the conference, visit LifetimeLiberty.com. And follow the conference on Twitter using the handle at Liberty IOL. Make sure to get your tickets soon and take advantage of the early bird discount. If you'd like to buy your ticket in Bitcoin, you can drop them a Twitter DM for instructions on how to do so. Again, com. Use the code FTL20. It's in Prague, October 21st through the 23rd. So
0: so that's where the program is. <laughs>
1: Uh, I made some joke recently about if you're a in a Prague band and you're from Prague, are you just in a band? <laughs> yeah, But like anyway. if you're
0: wearing rose-colored glasses, rose-colored glasses, the red flags just look like flags. <laughs> that's,
2: that's <true. laughs> look, they're surrendering.
1: If you're in China and you go out for Chinese food, you really just go out for food. It's true. Mm. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Bill calling from that's... Delaware. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: Okay, thank you for taking my call, Captain. Uh, I am following up on the call that the woman made earlier about the 46 shots into this young black boy uh, in Akron, Ohio. Yes, indeed. I heard on one news report on this three days ago. I heard it only once and never heard it again. Uh, Is that the, the woman who was speaking from the news report said the police never checked the boy's hands
1: for
2: gunfire residue oh mm. and that's that's what they the said
9: that's that yep. very important
2: oh yeah i mean I, I was terribly suspicious when i found out wait so he left the gun and the the magazine separately on the passenger side seat well gee how convenient yeah. see that and unlikely i mean well, if if you're gonna take a shot at a shot at the cops
0: you might as well go whole hog cuz they're only going to kill you once and they're going to kill you that once.
9: Well, here's here's the the thing that I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, concerned about. They said according to police uh, uh dash cams or or from their uh, uh cameras their body cameras that the the boy fired a gun out the window.
1: Well, now, right, one of the officers said he heard a shot. Yeah.
9: It could have been anything.
1: Right. Now, it doesn't mean that he saw, because there's something called muzzle flash. If the gun is pointed at you, generally Smoke. speaking, you see.
9: He might have been smoking out the window, too. You never know. Yeah. Now, But the thing is, if he fired a weapon, there would be gun residue all over his hand.
2: That's a fact. And, mm-hmm. and
9: that's easy enough to check.
2: But they it's really easy not to do check. That. Yeah, this, uh, this couple. But of how easy is it to apply
0: after the fact? Because I don't put anything past the cops. I think they will very happily fake evidence if they get the chance.
9: A lot of people looking at this, and, and with, with uh, at, uh, people were uh, taking videos of this.
0: Yeah,
1: well, this from the Washington Post, it says, On Friday, Kohler said Walker's hands were not tested for gunshot residue during the autopsy, a practice the office discontinued in 2016. Wow. While While the test can detect gunshot residue, it cannot be used as an absolute judgment of whether a person fired a weapon, Kohler said, because the particles it detects can be easily removed.
0: Huh. But the thing is, they can they be removed, so them. that's a false negative, but, yeah. um, you know, it would still tell you something if that was there. I'm sorry, go okay. ahead, Bill. Go ahead.
5: If if there was
9: residue there, it would say in a short period of time, uh, after, they, uh, after he was dead, you know, he wasn't going to move, he wasn't going to do anything with his hands at that point, and either he had it on there or he didn't.
2: Well, there is one uh, exception to that because you have to remember who is being entrusted with the body, the police right the the coroner right well, oh, the coroner who works very closely they, with the police
9: but then what police That's right the
2: right the coroner who i mean they' they're they're basically part of one one gang, really, so I mean, essentially, you have this unbelievable access to the corpse by the very people who may have just murdered this guy.
9: Yep. That's correct, and here here in Delaware,
2: that's how they usually. Wilmington, oh, good.
9: Here in Wilmington, about a year ago, the medical examiner coroner got fired because he was uh, doing things improperly, uh, fudging uh, tests, and so forth. Those yeah. kind of things that, that that fired him, and he should be in jail, if you ask me. I think they took his license away.
2: Well, I mean, there's mm-hmm. there is just endless evidence of police and their associates lying to cover up for each other. So, I mean, it's not that hard for them to, you know, take a gun into the morgue with a blank, put it in his hand and fire it. And, oh, look, there's residue here. So, I mean, while I I, I wouldn't necessarily trust it either way, it's still weird that they're not testing this at all. In
0: Massachusetts, there was a woman who worked in the drug lab who faked Thousands and thousands of yes, tests. I remember that. And uh, I'm not generally a supporter of the death penalty, but uh, I would definitely vote to vote to give her have her ride the lightning. Apparently,
1: the the Akron Akron city officials, uh, uh, you know, are so worried about you know riots and that kind of a thing that they canceled their Fourth of July celebration. They implemented curfews and called for demonstrations to be peaceful. On Wednesday, yeah. on Wednesday hun- uh, hundreds attended Walker's funeral during a citywide day of mourning. During the service, Reverend Robert Dijonnet, a cousin of Walker, uh, said the names of more than ten black people who were killed by police. Uh, the list ended with Walker. Now, I imagine, are those ten black people killed this year? I imagine they're all recent uh, things because I think that list would be more than ten. <laughs> mm.
9: Well, anyway, that's that's what. Thank you for. Uh, for your input on this about the—I the, uh, the I did not read the thing from the New—was it from the New York Times? Uh,
1: I just happened to be reading from the Washington Post. I just—yeah, I looked it up. Well, uh, thank
9: you for sharing that with me because that, that explains some things.
2: Hey, we appreciate the call, Bill. Yeah, it's a suspicious circumstance all around, and unfortunately, no one that I trust is going to investigate it.
1: Yeah, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, it said here it was going to be— uh, an internal investigation by the Akron Police Office of Professional Standards and Accountability.
0: Wait. wait we're going to investigate a- ourselves and find we did
2: nothing wrong. That was the very premonition I was having. You w- you had a prophecy? I had you a premonition, a, a vision, that they would investigate themselves and find that they had none- nothing wrong.
0: It is so... That always happens when I investigate myself, too. <laughs> like, uh, when you start...
1: Like, really thinking about the non aggression principle and applying it to everyday life, it is comical. It's beyond comical how predictable this stuff is regarding the state. Right, exactly. You guys both had the same thing, right? You know, oh, they're going to investigate themselves. Right? How many times have we heard that? Hundreds of times. They investigated themselves, found they yeah. did nothing wrong. They investigated themselves, found they did nothing wrong. It's mm. generally
0: a safe bet. People are going to do what they always do. You know, I got a and bunch of chickens. That's they miss- always
2: do. I got a bunch of chickens missing, but I talked to the foxes and they said they didn't do it. So I mean, wow. case closed.
1: It remains a mystery. One of those foxes was pretty foxy too.
2: Oh, she was a vixen. <laughs>
1: Wait, isn't Vixen a reindeer?
2: No, no, you're thinking no, of No, that's Blitzen? Venison.
6: <laughs> oh, no, I'm, actually, I'm
1: thinking of the uh, the, the female-fronted, uh, all-female uh, hair metal band called Vixen. Ah. Uh, out
2: of, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know, 82 or something. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Vixen is literally female fox.
0: How can you tell if girls are doing hair metal?
2: Yeah, they do kind of
0: just the same as the dudes, Four right? Four
1: pounds of hairspray. Well, yeah, but that's what the dudes did too, and they all wear spandex. And you know, you're right. I don't know that I could actually differentiate them between some <laughs> of the uh, the hair metal dudes. So, yeah, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Our number three of Free Talk Live is coming up. Talk Live, your favorite live call-in radio program that comes to you from the perspective of peace, liberty, freedom, and prosperity. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain,
0: your mother, (laughs) and Beakless Mountaineer. (laughs) Nobody's my mother? You
2: bastard.
0: (laughs) Son of a motherless goat. (laughs) I guess that would
1: make me a bastard. It would have to. Yes, indeed. Uh Super bastard
0: if you can identify your mother.
1: Uh <laughs> no, I thought a super bastard needed to wear a cape and have powers. Da-da-da. Super bastard <laughs> to the rescue. Uh six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Uh do you guys uh you want to do mystery caller? Mystery caller, you're on free talk live, unscreened. You're live and on the radio. Hello, Mystery Caller. Going once, Mystery Caller going twice, Wireless Caller going three times. All right. Well, I guess they didn't really want to be They're on the show. They're wireless now. Mm. <laughs> so uh, where should we go next? How about this? We talked a little bit about guns already today. The uh, This is from Fee. Uh, what is Fee? The Foundation for Economic Education. Thank you. FEE.org. The federal government's own study concluded its ban on assault weapons did
0: not reduce gun violence. But they want to do it again anyway, because ineffective solutions are their favorite solution.
2: Well, (laughs) they didn't lock down hard enough.
1: So, uh, there has been some recent uh, legislation proposed in the United States regarding guns and things of that nature, and Generally, there always is. It's an ongoing battle. Uh, the government wants to take away your ability to defend yourself, and uh, they should have no say in that whatsoever. Uh, as a free man uh, who is responsible and f- taking responsibility for himself and his own security, uh, the government should have zero say in any of that.
0: Well, certainly anybody who's in, routinely in, engaged in felonies like extortion and murder should not be making my security decisions for me. And that's what government does extortion and murder. Agreed. And when these uh, politicians
1: come out and they talk about. Also, how, kidnapping. Yeah. These politicians come out and they talk about. You know, how, oh, blah, 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 and you don't need a gun for this, and you don't need a gun for that. Great. Show us how it's done. Stop having bodyguards with uh, guns. Stop, uh, you know, put down the guns of government. Have your police put down Mm -hmm. all their guns. Have
0: the military put down their guns. Show us how it's done. And if you provide a good product, people will still buy it. But you don't, and they won't. Show us how it's done, government.
1: Put down your guns first. Show us how to get things done without violence, without murder. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and the people who support these ideas, I mean, they really just want to feel like they're doing everything they can. And if there's some... Even if it's stupid. Yeah, even if it's stupid, even if it doesn't work, even if it causes tremendous trouble by doing it, as long as they're trying, we gotta do something. Why isn't anyone doing anything? We gotta do something about this. Even if what we do always makes it worse.
1: So this article is from a little like uh, June 6th, so uh, they make some references that are a bit outdated. Uh, However, the 1994 assault weapons ban. Uh, There are numerous problems with this proposal, starting with why the sticky question of defining what an assault weapon is. Assault rifles, which by definition are capable of selective fire, are already banned under the National Firearms Act of 1934. The vague phrase assault weapon is basically a tautology by definition. Any weapon can be used to assault someone and virtually useless. The term might be effective politically, but as the economist Thomas Sowell has pointed out, the guns politicians choose to define as assault weapons typically are no more dangerous than others that
0: are not specified. But they look scary. They're black. They're even racist when it comes to guns. Hmm. that <laughs> well, the truth. Yeah, I
1: hadn't thought about that. Uh, we know this because the U.S. had a ban on assault weapons as recently as 2004, something gun control supporters recently pointed out on Twitter. We had an assault weapon ban for 10 years, 1994 to 2004 said Dr. Joanne Freeman, a historian at Yale University. The world didn't end. People kept their other guns. They bought new guns. It was hardly an attack on gun ownership. The Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act. Unless
0: you're one of the millions of people who's out thousands of dollars as a result of an ineffective program. Right. Uh, The Public Safety and Recreational
1: Firearms Use Protection Act of 1994 targeted firearms deemed Quote, useful in military and criminal applications, but unnecessary in shooting, sports, no or self-defense. No military
0: uses the AR-15, which is a semi-automatic rifle. They use full-auto M16s, M4s, and other such weapons. And, uh, God, if if the morons in our government want to convince me of anything about guns... The first thing they would have to do is actually know what the hell they're talking
2: about. Yeah, agreed. Well, you know, I mean, if a gun looks scary, then it's obviously a criminal they all gun. They look
0: scary. They'll kill if you're looking at the wrong end of them.
2: Yeah, well, and-, <laughs> and I will point out that this isn't what we mean when we say black guns matter. We Uh, mean to say that we're very much in favor of putting guns in the hands of black people because you were the ones they wanted to keep disarmed when gun control was invented. Oh yeah, it was I mean, Ronald Reagan
0: actually signed the bill that outlawed open carry in California. Well, why the hell did he do that? Because the Black Panthers were open carrying. Well, Ronald Reagan isn't around anymore, and I'd like to see the the Black Panthers come back because well, the Black Panthers did a lot of good for for uh, I mean, I don't agree with all of their politics, but I don't have to because they weren't interested in in controlling me in forcing or forcing you to follow their politics. They were interested in helping out their own community and they did a good job of it in a lot of ways they also invented cop blocking
2: and uh cop blocking is a wonderful thing well i was referring to the very first gun controls which happened directly after the freeing of the slaves during
0: reconstruction they were trying to stop black people from forming militias to defend themselves against the Ku klux klan
1: exactly So, during this 10-year period of of bans on assault-style weapons, there was a decline in crimes committed with firearms that were banned, but the drop was replaced by crimes committed with other
0: types of firearms that were not banned.
1: It reminds me of my
0: favorite Archie Bunker line ever. Gloria, the little idiot, uh, says do you realize that 30,000 people a year are murdered by firearms in the United States? And Archie looks at her and says, would you feel better if they was pushed out of wind a little girl? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and uh, it, it is true that the choice to kill always happens before the choice of weapon. Mm. So That's true. Uh, and, and you can see this in places where, you know, guns are banned, uh, places like Australia, uh, parts of England, right, where they, the police yell halt
0: or I'll yell halt again, right? Uh, people just actually since they outlawed guns in england the police have had to arm themselves because the
2: violence has gotten so much worse now i got a quick question have you ever been asked by a policeman when they pull you over do you have any weapons in the car i have that is the most idiotic question i have ever heard in my life and i will answer truthfully no because right now i haven't decided to make any of them a weapon but i'll tell you what i can turn just about anything into a weapon yeah, that's uh, a lot of the
1: uh, principles of uh what is it? Jeet Kune Do, Ninjutsu, mm. some other martial arts I can't think
2: of off the top of my head where like the idea is that anything can be a weapon. And it's that same principle. If you decide that you're going to kill people, you're going to kill people. And if you can't do it this way, you'll do it that way.
0: Do you have uh do you have a weapon in the car? Yes. I have my squishy lobe. My <laughs> weapon is the car. <laughs>
1: 6032836160 more free talk live is coming up 603-283-6160. That is the telephone number here at Free Talk Live in the studio. Tonight it is myself, the Captain, nobody, and Peakless Mountaineer. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on the library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it is really taking off now with well over a hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, well over one million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line about COVID the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. I am surprised it still
0: exists. (laughs) I really am, too. Thankfully,
1: Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel. Just visit video.freetalklive.com. If you do want to go all in, download the desktop app over at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed to keep it online forever. Again, follow us on Odyssey over at video.freetalklive.com. And in the meantime, don't tell YouTube we're not communists. (laughs) I do want to make mention of something uh, that I only mentioned one time, uh, maybe about a week or so before it happened. There is uh, an HBO television series called The Anarchists. Uh, This is a uh, six-part documentary series. Uh I believe oh. <laughs> yeah, it's the Jaws music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh it is a six part series. Uh, only and I believe uh episode number two is going to air tonight. It's a HBO Max production. It follows a bunch of very freedom oriented people, uh through the events of the I guess the last six years, they followed him around for six years surrounding Anarchapulco, one of the largest freedom events. Yeah,
0: well, I got followed around for six years and it was the FBI.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe we should make a nobody documentary.
0: Need, somebody should. We need a filmmaker. Somebody, well, we've got Bo.
1: Okay. Well, And we've got a voice guy, right? We can employ okay. Zeus. So, yeah. Uh, mm. Mm, 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 mm. We need We just an got editor. to find somebody to finance yeah, and produce it. Uh, mm-hmm. At any rate, uh, that's going on. Uh, so, you know, if you want to hear about the non-aggression principle and some folks who subscribe to that and their perspective on the events uh, surrounding Anarchapulco over the last six or so years, tune into that. Uh, it, so far, I've seen episode one. I invited a few close friends to view it uh, with me and will continue to do so throughout the series. So far, it's not a hit piece. So far, I've only seen It's only one episode out. So episode two will air tonight. It's
0: so it, nice when they do something about non-communists and is not a hippies, and so hmm. rare. Well, and yeah.
1: I, th- I think uh, a lot of folks are disappointed because it, it seems to focus a bit on Jeff Berwick, who is the founder of Anarchapulco. He also used to do a YouTube thing called Anarchast. Uh, I liked Anarchast. It was a good show. I, I also did enjoy his uh, YouTube channel. Uh, but I think, like, the reason they can get away with telling this story... And it not be a hit piece is because it all happens outside of the empire of the United States. Right. Right. So Jeff Berwick, being a Canadian guy, made some money during the dot-com era, sold his business, and, you know, went on down to... He ended up, you know, sort of putting down roots in Acapulco, Mexico, and, you know, one day starts this Acapulco this Freedom Conference, because he was mm-hmm. tired. Uh, so... The whole thing ap- he happened. Was tired. He was tired of uh, oh, going. Being to... the only anarchist. Around? I was gonna say because
0: was... that's a lot of work to do when you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> he was tired of coming
1: to America for all these freedom conferences and having to get harassed by the TSA and you know produce all sorts of documents and paperwork the TSA. and shove S- this into
2: your brain yeah. and then bend over, please.
1: Thousands standing around. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that because it is airing Sunday nights HBO Max. Uh, we're doing our viewings on Mondays, so uh, you know, m- give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Robert calling from Charleston. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: Yes, I just wanted to say that in 1917, after the what they call in Russia the the Great October Revolution, Vladimir Ilich Lenin. I didn't think war, it was so great. Well, they, 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 the, the communists thought so, at least at once at the top did, but the workers were not so sure. So anyhow, he went to Vladimir Lenin, loved to go to the factories to to see how the workers were doing and to say hello and to do a little public relations. And uh, he saw a worker with a gun, a rifle, so he walked over and tried to take it from him. And, and the guy pulled back and he said, which means, no, this could come in handy. So even then, the um, workers were still very suspicious, apparently, of the
0: of the, of the communist leadership at the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, when and it uh, comes to well, when it comes to solutions, that was the only part Marx got right: is arming the workers.
0: Yeah, and and Marx actually, a lot of leftists won't realize this, but Marx said that any uh, any attempt to uh to disarm the working people of of well wherever you are must be must be uh um must be resisted by force if necessary um and uh you know even a stopped clock is right twice a day
1: hey thanks for the call we appreciate it um I saw a meme recently going around the internet, and it's something like this. Uh, The reason that they want to disarm you is because they're afraid uh, that
2: what they're about to do to you will result in you taking aim at them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really the only mm. reason to disarm people. Now, yeah. they will have what uh, what is referred to as useful idiots who, oh, well, the, the problem with all these things is all the guns. All this gun violence exists because of the guns. So, I, I mean, honestly, I assume that these are mostly well-meaning people who simply don't know any better. Now, mm-hmm. as far as they're concerned, they, they really want- should
0: spend their time cutting off their dicks to fight rape, though.
2: Yeah. That's about as useful it really is, and, and and as far as those people go, I I, I trust their sincerity. Like they they're tired of hearing the news constantly drone on about the next gun violence right. thing. But as far as the people who are organizing and funding these movements, now what they want is to disarm the population right. because they're about to pull some mass that everyone is going to want to fight and they want no one to be able to.
0: Probably the same people who are organizing and funding these mass shooters who you know, it's kind of amazing this eighteen year old kid who uh who who did a shooting he worked at like Walmart or something. Mm-hmm. He had, like, $20,000 worth of guns. Where'd he get that? Hmm. You know? Interesting question. Top-of-the-line AR-15 clones. You know? The $1,000 version, not the $300 right. version. Where'd he get that? Somebody paid for it. One him. These are the questions, and very good questions. And and why did the Texas police protect the shooter against the parent? Again, more good questions.
1: 603-283-6160. If you have the answers, give us a call. This is Free Talk Live. More is on the way. Yes, it is free talk live. It is the Saturday night edition. And before we get back to your calls and your thoughts, I just, I want to say thank you to Eric Haley. Eric Haley is a gold level amplifier. What does that mean? That means Eric finds enough value in this particular radio program that he wants to support us. And he went over to amps.freetalklive.com. That's A-M-P-S. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. amps.freetalklive.com. And he decided to become a contributor to this program. Where does that money go? Well, that money goes primarily to get us onto more radio stations. So if you enjoy the subject's The perspective, the hosts, the co-hosts, the cast of characters, the callers that we have. Uh, If you're just an avid listener, if you're a caller yourself and you derive value out of this program, please consider becoming an amplifier. Help us spread the message of liberty, freedom, peace, and prosperity to more people. Thank you again, Eric Haley, for your contributions and for being an amplifier. Amps.freetalklive.com. All right, moving right along. Let's go to we've got Jill calling from Virginia. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Yeah, I think this uh, campaign against guns is actually a kind of just a campaign at bottom a campaign against self defense. You can see this in homes and in in schoolhouses too. the The person in charge says, "Don't fight. If the, if somebody does something to you, come to me." But you come to the person in charge, and the person in charge, why do you keep quarrelling? Why do you keep bothering me? And doesn't want to do anything about it. And uh, and and in the school yard, you see, it, if somebody kicks you in the shin, well, you don't. You're not supposed to retaliate. You just come to me. So you come to the authority person in authority, and nothing is done uh, short of a lot of words. This is hypocritical garbage, oh, yeah. and I. And that's the way it it often carries
1: on. Yeah, you don't see anybody Mm -hmm. trying to ban, you know, Taekwondo dojos, right? Because, well, everybody's like, well, that's self-defense. Well, okay, but so is owning a gun. That is Mm self-defense.
0: But, you know, that's probably a future step. Do you know that uh, in, in England, you can't buy cutlery without going through what we have to go through to get a gun Mm -hmm. you can't buy a knife
2: yeah and i do honestly wonder if in england it's going to reach a point where uh the muggings will simply be a matter of proving that you know martial arts and then give me your wallet no the criminals still have weapons well i mean they've banned they've banned the 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 knives how long before they ban the chains and then pieces of pipe
1: and forks and Mm. spoons and plates Jill, your thoughts? Screwdriver. And what if Sanders? the
10: person, what if the antagonist, didn't uh, didn't actually kill you or uh, or take your car? What if he just kicked you in the shin? My, from what I understand, from way back, more than about sixty years, give a bully an inch, he'll take a yard. That's a fact. So you mm-hmm. shouldn't give him an inch in the first place.
1: And, you know, that's interesting you bring that up. because and the government is a perfect
0: example of that. Oh,
1: and, yeah. And, and that's exactly what I'm getting at. Uh, there was a time not too long ago, maybe in the last decade or so, when there was this big push, media, government, big push, anti-bullying. Remember this? It was all mm-hmm. over the media, and all that kind of thing. And uh, they had to be very careful that they didn't point this anti-bullying campaign against themselves because government meets the definition of bully mm-hmm.
10: well i don't say government in itself is necessarily like that we we, we need uh, it the, the evidence says otherwise criminals but we well i mean okay controlled by a constitution <laughs> the thing is, it's in not what way has by it by ever been controlled to
0: by to a
2: constitution well okay all three of you somebody go first well, I mean nobody and I are saying the same thing. When has it ever been controlled by the In constitution? stereo,
1: we're available. <laughs> Jill, when we've has When when has it been controlled by
2: the by the constitution?
10: It's not perfect, but we've had amendments and things. It's not things good.
2: That... It's not neutral. Hmm. It I mean,
0: it's not even good enough that you would pay for their services if they didn't threaten violence if you didn't. I don't want the government defending me because mostly they defend me from my own choices.
10: And they do a lot of that, but we have to change the change the basic the basic thing about government that its only purpose is to protect human beings from force and violence and to punish same. And that that's it's never been true. It's not pro- it's only proper pur- purpose. I- and and, it and be allowed to mess with education and all that other garbage. Yeah, but the the
0: market can You're provide right. all of those in, things. In in theory that, that that is supposed to be the uh the purpose of government as laid out in the Declaration of Independence um you know, it is to secure these rights that governments are instituted amongst men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Uh, the problem is, with respect to me, all of their powers are unjust because I do not consent. Nor have I ever. And the reason is I don't buy my security services from extortionists. And when you say, if you don't buy my security services, I'm going to come back and hurt you, that is a crime right there. It's called extortion.
10: What and- I say is when... When you bring the government down to its proper functions, you can institute a system of voluntary financing, a law enforcement mm-hmm. fee, which if you don't choose to pay it well and good, but then it won't do you any good to call nine one one because the, mm-hmm. the police won't come to this address. I That's would agree, I agree, but what, what you're there. describing
2: there is bringing it down to zero. Because like, yeah, it's not it down government
0: anymore at that point because the definition of government is is they force you to pay for it, whether you want it or not.
10: Well, you see, under my system, that wouldn't be done.
2: Yeah. Well, then I Under mine either. Well, it sounds to me like you're an anarchist then. No, I'm not. Well, well, no, I mean, uh, so here's the thing. If you give them any monopoly, especially a monopoly on force, the initiation of force, if you give them any monopoly, they will expand to their current size and beyond. Yes.
10: Mm. initiation of force i'm talking about retaliatory force
2: well i Mm. well they're the ones who are allowed to nab you and put you in a cell aren't they yeah
0: well it's as soon as they tax as they can tax you or they can use their powers uh in some capacity other than defending others against you and anybody can do that if i'm if i'm beating somebody else somebody up Everybody and anybody has the right to make me stop, okay, Mm -hmm. by force if necessary, you know, but nobody has the right to say, hey, if I see somebody beating you up, I'm going to stop them, and therefore you have to pay me whether you like it or not, whether it happens or not, and whether or not I deserve – deliver the the services that I'm promising. Um, Well,
10: I just proposed a law enforcement fee, which would be voluntary. Yeah. The incentive being a sort of insurance
7: against crime
0: and and i and that i fits would agree with the an anarchist world i just wouldn't call it a government at that point because if it's not first on everybody at gunpoint right. it's not a government no. what i don't want jill no, no, no. is
1: what i don't want is i don't want only one choice insecurity provider. Because if the provider of this security, this, you know, uh, crime deterrent organization, if there's only one of them, I have no choice. They're a monopoly. I want choice, because if they do a bad job, I want to be able to take my business elsewhere. Thank you for the call, Joe. We appreciate you. every monopoly becomes corrupt. It certainly does. 603-283-6160. That's our number here at Free Talk Live. I wish more people would come to the conclusion Mm -hmm. that violence is not the answer and that's all government is based on. More free talk live coming up. It is Free Talk Live. Well, it's the final segment already. If you've missed any of tonight's program, feel free to go over to freetalklive.com. Check out the archives. Uh, We've got archives going back longer than uh, I can shake a stick at. So uh, there's a whole bunch of episodes there. You can catch up on classics. How long can you shake a stick?
2: I'd say about a decade or so.
1: I mean, do I have to do it 24-7? Because that, you know, if I get like, take a break. Your arm would get tired after a decade
0: (laughs) of shaking the stick. Yeah. I don't like to shake my stick
2: in public.
1: Mm. Uh, This is Free Talk Live, so, of course, we're a live call-in radio program. And let's just go right away to your calls and your thoughts. We have David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Speaking of uh, not liking to shake his stick, what was that German phrase? Oh, and this is uh, leading into uh, cocaine-snorting judges that beat their girlfriends.
1: Wait, but wait. What are, are you talking about cocaine-snorting the judges or the judges snorting the cocaine? Oh, I thought he said well,
0: propane.
6: That They probably snorted that, too, and I'm not sure which direction it goes. Knowing these judges, uh, I've heard accounts. It it's probably all of the above.
0: All right, go ahead. So this guy comes up to me before the show, and he says, hey, want to snort? I said, sure. <laughs>
6: There you go. Just like that. The pig. <laughs> you can tie that in there. And uh, uh, so uh you do know, that German sentence you guys uh, were were uh, uh, making use of earlier. What was that?
0: Oh,
2: uh, I uh, at it. Lieb- ich liebe dich.
6: Uh, so that's I love dich? What was that?
2: Dich. It's you. Disch. Uh, it's informal uh-huh. you. Oh, As opposed so not- to ich liebe dich. Which would be "I love you" Sorry. formally, which is just an absolutely awkward sentence.
6: So it's not. As a, so it's not like the. Uh, it's not. It's not like the shortened form of Richard. No. So you don't love Richard. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Just want to get that clear. Um, no, with a D, and, not yeah. an R. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right. So get, th- get to
1: the cocaine snorting judges.
6: It's right right here, man. It's right here. I brought to you, uh, this is coming from uh, Joe Monaghan's newmexico.blogspot.com. Joe is a retired mainstream uh, journalist uh, well-known in Albuquerque and has his little blog here to blow the whistle on fun stuff to blow the whistle on. And I shared with you last weekend an article, uh, first of of two articles on this situation where these uh, cocaine snorting judges were beating their girlfriends. Um, and uh, we won't get through this one because this is longer than the other one, but we'll use it as a guide here uh, and entertain ourselves and inform the uh, public, especially those in New Mexico.
1: Get to it's the point, David.
6: This, this is the point. Mm-hmm. This is the point. You're, you're being the, very shallow. This is, a, this is the point. I'm sorry if I have to go to the second grade version woman in woman in Jewel case speaks. I love him. She declares talking about judge Ch- Tommy Jewel. She was having an affair with him on, on his, uh, his wife, uh, Angela Jewel, who was the judge that trafficked my case the year before this woman, uh, gave this, uh, this interview to this reporter, condemns secretary as Jewel bows out. Plus uh, odd twist. This, uh, woman that he was having an affair with, was a student of the governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson. He taught a class at the, what's that word, Captain, Uh, Nepo Incesto? Nepo Incesto. Neposestuous. Neposestuous. There you go, because that very well describes uh, uh, New Mexico, as you see here, that uh, the the, the judge in my case, um, uh, her husband, who's also a judge, having an affair, and the woman he's having an affair with, is a student of the governor of New Mexico. Okay, so
1: David, it's like Days of Our Lives here. We don't need the background and everything. Get to the get to the cocaine snorting judges, that, man.
6: That that. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to know about just the cocaine part, we can save all the other exciting details for later. The cocaine part is if you if we just go all the way down to the bottom of this article. Um, the, uh, the this uh, the. This woman uh, was beat up by this judge, Tommy Jewell. Remember, well, at least that was the allegation. And because she, she filed a police report and there was a criminal complaint swore out and it was a court case. Okay. And right. the, the...
1: Thanks for the call, David. I didn't hear anything about cocaine snorting judges in there. Let's uh, move right along. But the police flag
0: is black and blue, just like 40 percent of their wives. We've got Jacob in
1: Alabama. Jacob, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey, how are you guys doing?
0: We're good. What's on your mind?
6: So uh, I was just curious, uh, you know, living living in Alabama in the in the central of uh, Montgomery, most people here are pretty left-sided. And I was curious to ask you guys, you know, with the upcoming election in 2024, I, I heard some some backlash of people saying that Trump was going to try to uh, run for president again. And the issue that most people have run into here is, you know, we all voted against Trump because, you know, we, we didn't like what he was saying. He's a bad person in general. But... The issue we've come into is that the economy and the gas prices and mostly everything is just shot up the moment we have them not in office. So I guess I was just curious to ask, what are you guys' opinion on that?
0: Well, I mean, the first thing that I would point out is that if you're a decent human being, you're not going to be president. Because in order to be the president, you have to do things like murder children, um, and, uh, and that's not something that decent people do, but yet right, right. when they drop bombs on random villages, those villages have children in them. Um, and so they are murdering children. So anyone who occupies such an office is going to be a horrible horrible human being because they're willing to make their living murdering children yeah i think Uh, they're also willing to engage in extortion force people to pay for products they don't want at gunpoint so so you, you know not being a decent human being is is not really a good way to judge a candidate because they're all horrible
2: Yeah. So I think what really upset people the most about Trump was that he didn't maintain decorum. So he didn't, you know, give the illusion of being a wonderful paragon of humanity while doing all of these unspeakably evil things while helping the Yemeni genocide go on, for example, uh, while, you know, bombing and murdering all of these innocent children, while extorting countries, as a matter of fact, not only individuals. Like, that seemed to be the really big problem. But he talked about his penis size on television. Yeah. (laughs) But was he any more evil than every other bastard who tries to become president?
0: The funny thing is, he's actually the only president. And and for the record, I'd never voted for Trump. I voted for uh, Joe Jorgensen and Gary Johnson. But... uh, But, you know, he's the only president, perhaps during my lifetime, or at least since Carter, who didn't start any new wars. I'm glad you brought up uh, the voting part, because
1: there is some blame to lay here at the feet of everybody who did vote. Now, they say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Well... We have the largest empire to ever exist in Earth's history. What was supposed to be an experiment in the smallest government ever. That's what the founders, you know, sort of i am paraphrasing all of their words. But that was the idea was that they wanted to have the smallest government possible. Right. And it was an experiment because nobody had ever done this before. It turned into the largest empire ever in Earth's history. And that's what we have now. Now, how did it get that way? There's some blame to lay at the feet of people who vote until Americans can pull their heads out of their collective asses and get out of the left, right, blue, red paradigm and start looking at people that might might do things a little bit differently or have a different philosophy on it, until that happens, we're going to keep getting this bowl of crap, and the bowl is just going to continue to increase in size regardless of the Democrat or Republican that's in the chair. And
2: I maintain that it's the chair itself that's the problem. And I would say Mm. that there's... There's blame to be laid at the feet of everyone today who is exclusively transacting in U.S. dollars. You have other options, people. You can transact in silver. Mm -hmm. You can transact in gold. You can barter. You can use cryptocurrencies. You have options. But instead, you are trading your time, your most valuable asset, the one thing you can never replace, and you are trading it for their ability to create destruction. That's Mm -hmm. what dollars are there're nothing more or less than the ability of the united states empire to murder people around the world and make your time pay for it yeah. anything else jacob Abs-
0: absolutely nope. true when you when you When you trade in their money, you put energy into their system because that's what money is. It's energy.
1: We are out of time. Thank you to our callers, our listeners. Thanks to you guys for doing this program with me here tonight. If you missed any of this, find our archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.